I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back to a very, 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 very special episode of Dr. Tom and the Gold-Blooded King here at GSOM. Thank you for joining us. This is uh, the night before Game 1 and all through Canada. They were very nice to Warriors fans, which is kind of weird because we're not, we're not used to that. Um, we've got some special guests on today, uh, but first I'm going to throw it over to uh, Dr. Tom. How are you doing, Tommy B? Oh, I'm doing quite good. I'm ready for uh, there to be basketball uh, for us to enjoy. Once again, it's been too long, even though all those aching uh, calves mostly, uh, but all the, you know, give the Warriors some time to rest and get healthy for the finals. Absolutely, absolutely. And then, uh, of course, the godfather of GSOM podcasting himself, Bram. Bram, how are you doing, man? <laughs> That's a heck of a title. Um, I feel like I'm far too young to accept that title, but I'm, I'm doing well. <laughs> because of you, we can. Uh, and we also have two good friends of ours from Raptors HQ. Uh, first of all, I want to give a shout out to my man, not Skip Bayless. Dre, how are you doing, man? Thank God. I think that's the best news I've ever heard. Uh, I'm I'm great. Uh, thank you so much for having us on. And um, we've never been to a finals. And here we are. So this is uh, the newcomers versus the the experienced, the, the wise elders. So this is going to be an exciting couple of weeks in basketball. Uh, I'm set. I'm game. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. And of course, we've got Jason. Uh, Jason, how you doing, man? What's up, man? Yeah, like like Dre said, we've never really been here before. Look at it's everything is so new and glamorous. I love it. I don't want to leave, man. This is awesome. <laughs> I'm sure you get quite the kick when you see that uh, finals trophy emblem on the the floor. Oh my god, yeah, and that and the Larry O'Brien trophy stitch on the jersey. Ooh, oh, yeah. I'm already fainting. Oh my god, <laughs> you guys the are just go up for those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Okay, so uh, I just want to throw it to the Raptors guys first. Um, and again, we're not pulling any punches here, okay? Because you guys already had me on your pod. We're striking back with the hard questions. All right. I have three players from the Splash Dynasty. I've got Steph, I've got Clay, and i got KD. Can you guys tell us, in order, who you fear the most, starting from uh, most feared going down? Oh, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Steph number one, Clay number two, and KD number three. You're gonna well, kill Dr. Tom. You're going to kill Dr. <laughs> Tom. He is the biggest okay. Durant fan. Well, go on. See, look. Go ahead. Kate, okay, KD is crazy. But the thing is, if KD has a basketball, we have the number one option on defense. Steph Curry has gone off in almost every single playoff series and clay thompson is his backup man clay thompson is can be a number one option for so many teams already to have both of those guys running around shooting threes whenever the hell they want katie is good he's the number one either like top three player of the league but at the same time we have Kawhi Leonard to stop him so i'm gonna go steph clay kd all right andrea want to chime in on that one yeah, absolutely. I'm going to go uh, in reverse order. Um, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Durant first. Because the other two, while exceptional shooters and playmakers, you have Kevin Durant who opens it all up. Where if you try to double team him, guess what? The floor is open. Uh, you try to grab the other guys and get in front of them. Guess what? He drives up and, and he slams on you. Like, he's he's frightening. And yes, we have Kawhi Leonard, but... You know, they're going to be triple teaming Kawhi Leonard. We're going to be triple teaming uh, Kevin Durant. And guess what? The whole thing's going to open up. So it'll be interesting to see what it's like when we play the, the game or two without Kevin Durant, um, you know, being a thorn in our side. But, you know, once he's in there, it's going to be even worse. But regardless, it's such a tight race anyways. All three are exceptional players. And when when they're hot, like, it's, it's frightening. And I, I'd argue that Clay Thompson – still isn't getting quite his dues that he deserves. Yeah, you guys have three 
first ballot Hall of Famers in the starting lineup. Like that's crazy, man. Whoa, just three? I, I was about to say. <laughs> true, 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 true. Okay, we're I, forgetting about Swaggy P. I mean, hello. He, right. I know he's not there. I forgot anymore, about right? that. I forgot Shout about to my that. man Swaggy P. He, re, he uh, retweeted my tweet one time. I <laughs> no way. <laughs> he did. He really did. Um, okay, so uh, segue. I want to ask Dr. Tom and Bram the same question, going back the other way for the Raptors, but. Uh, Dr. Tom, as a huge KD stand, how do you feel about Jason putting KD last there? Uh -oh. <laughs> I mean, here it comes. <laughs> I mean, look, it, it's you know, it's the the story of this Warriors team is you know you have to kind of you pick your poison. So I know, like those are those are hard choices. They're hard choices that uh, you know I would have to make if I'm saying, okay, who do I think is the you know best offense? Oh wait, I know it's KD, but you know if I'm talking <laughs> about the order, uh, it, it, it can be challenging. But uh, I mean, you know, like you guys were saying, they're all good options. So it's sort of like, well. You know, so it's the I don't know what the po the positive version of uh, arranging deck chairs on the Titanic kind of thing. It's like, look, no matter what, <laughs> someone's gonna torch you. But uh, so yeah. Now, Bram, um, you've been you know privately vocal about um, how much you enjoy the ways that the Warriors' offense can change and adapt depending on who's in lineup and who's out of the lineup. Um, when you look at this team. Are you saying Steph's the head of the snake? <laughs> when I'm looking at this team, I am uh, secretly hoping and not so secretly hoping that Durant does not play in the finals because there's so much more. Oh no! Oh no! Oh. Uh, Please elaborate, good sir. Please elaborate. Right. Doctor Tom is not just mad at me. Thank God. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> I'm mad at everyone. <laughs> I Can I take like, this place? So. You know, I've been a lifelong Warriors fan. It's something that I've unfortunately been saddled with since I was born. Um, and the vast majority of the time that I've been watching, they've been horrible. And to, to be able to watch them in the last, you know, five years and also be writing for Golden State of Mind has been one of the great sort of joys and privileges of my life. Um, and I, I honestly have, have enjoyed it less with KD on the team. And, you know... To see them sort of like being able to figure out what it's going to be like after he leaves next year is really interesting to sort of have to process and watch in real time. And that's something that I think that if they were able to win the finals without him, it, it would go a lot towards, you know, can they not only go to five straight, but could they, you know, potentially win three in a row? But, you know, could they win next year, too? I don't know. You know, without him, I I think it's the type of thing where everybody's looking towards the end of the dynasty, but maybe the dynasty would have happened without him regardless. And I mean, I love KD and it's been a lot of fun to watch him, but at the same time, you know, I miss 2015. Yeah. Now uh, Raptors fans. And I, I think I can hear your jaws dropping when you heard that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, no, it's true because after seeing we while watching the Warriors from far, you have two of the best players in the league right now. And to the fact to hear that you know we kind of liked the liked it when Katie wasn't there to hear that is 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 interesting. But I guess I kind of understand because if I can throw out a stat to you, the last thirty two games that Curry played without Durant, Curry has been thirty one and one. So take that however you may, but it's kind of fun to watch this team without KD and with KD. So like K KD is the, the Jordan of this era. Uh, so I, it's, it's just interesting hearing the other side of it. Too. I mean, some might say I that mean, Steph is the Jordan of this era, but yeah. <laughs> that's too short. That, apparently that's a thing. Right. <laughs> but I mean, no, I mean, I, it's also, I'm, I'm mostly just saying this stuff to mess with Dr. Tom, but um, <laughs> I mean, ah. it's the type of thing yeah, where, okay. It's, you know, I mean, we're so blessed and lucky to even be able to have that conversation. And, you know, it, I, I can't think of another parallel in the history of basketball where, you know, again, it'd be like, oh, I, I think, you know, it'd be like if Pippen was way better than he was, you know, and be like, oh, well, you know, the you know, I mean, if, if the Bulls had won those two years that Jordan was gone with Pippen and then and then Jordan came back, be like, oh, we don't want Jordan, you know, but that didn't happen. Like, obviously, they didn't mm -hmm. win. So this would be the Bulls winning without Jordan with Pippen, except that, like, obviously Curry is much more impactful offensively than Pippen. Um, but we just, again, like, we just, we don't have a, we don't have anything to, to compare it to. So it's something that, 
is unprecedented in that way of, you know, it's unprecedented in the sense that it's never happened before. And it's also unprecedented in the sense that like Warriors fans, you know, we, they drafted Curry and they drafted Draymond and they drafted clay. And mm-hmm. so I think for some of us, including myself, like it's a lot easier to root for those guys than to root for, for Katie. And I know that Tom like went to Texas and so <laughs> that's part of it, but it's also just funny, you know, I mean, there is a sense of it, you know, when, when Katie goes to the line and people chant MVP and then when Curry goes to the line and people chant MVP, like it is, it is like two sort of like warring factions within Warriors land, which is something that, again, we're, it's a it's a um, it's a problem that I didn't think we'd have in 2013. You know, it's not something I was expecting. And I th- I think some of what uh, people kind of respond to about the KD less Warriors during the these playoffs is that I think it's some of it is just that the games have been more exciting because they've they've been missing this incredible talent and that because of that you know you're maybe you're a little more engaged or it gives Steph or Clay or whomever sort of more of an opportunity to shine to shoot to do whatever and so that's kind of, that's where those where those feelings it kind of kicks those up but and my whole thing is I I, I can understand the like, okay, we're going back to sort of those 2015, 2016, where it's like Steph's the, so much of the focal point of the offense and it's sort of him just putting up these ridiculous shots. But I think that it, what was, where, where was I, where was I going with this? I think it, it, I don't know, especially with how the roster is constructed now, of course, that it's sustainable. And I mean, I think that you saw the worst case scenario of that in the 2016 finals. Now, admittedly, they were a, you know, a Kyrie amazing shot and LeBron block away from winning that game. But you saw like, okay, what happens when Steph, for whatever reason, teams are able to slow him down or he's not at a hundred percent, you know, and then you, 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 things, how things fall apart from there, how that uh, keeps the team from uh, playing as well as it could. That's why you get KD because he can, he can, you know, operate both within the system and outside of it. So yeah, but I mean, at the same time, like I, I, I kind of wish, and again, I mean, this is crazy to say and, and who cares what I think, but like, I almost wish they had run it back that year. You know, I wish they had come back and like tried to just win with a team. I mean, not maybe minus Harrison Barnes, but like, you know, win with a team they had and and prove to everybody that they could win with that team, which they already had in 2015. But yeah, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's just, it's, I mean, whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that Durant came and I'm, I'm obviously maybe this is part of me just like preparing for him to leave, which seems inevitable, but you know, actually, what I was I was kind of thinking about that. I think I can flip it back to our Raptors brethren um, because you guys had a pretty major roster shakeup with the the best friend backcourt being shattered um, randomly, yep. and you get Kawhi Leonard back as a emotional roller coaster for you. What was it like seeing um, a guy who was you know a Raptor through and through can shift out like that, um, especially after the guarantee that he wouldn't be. In addition to getting a Kawhi Leonard, who at the time uh, many folks thought was damaged goods and only for a one-year rental, um, yeah, that was crazy. I don't know if you know, but that was actually how we launched. That's a wrap. Uh, Jason came to me with this idea that he came up with with a friend and said it has to be today because this whole Kawhi thing. I don't know what we're thinking. We have to put it on paper or in sound form. We have to we have to think about this, and we launched it that day. Because there's just so much to think about. And the main thing was DeRozan's going to the Spurs. They're a good dynasty team. They've got Popovich. He's in good hands. Wait, we, did you, I'm sorry. Did you, you say dynasty present tense? Uh, well, <laughs> past tense. They've they've got... Okay, cool. It's making sure. It's making sure. Oh, no, no. Not now. Not now. Not to disparage the team, but not now. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, you're, you're all right. But uh, <laughs> I, I also just want to chime in and say I know... How do I put this nicely? Like we, or at least uh, I enjoy disparaging people. So if you want to be rude, that's fine. You can be rude. <laughs> no, the, the Spurs are okay. Once we get into the Knicks, yeah, yeah, then I'm game. I'll, I'll crap all over them. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know how you feel about that. But uh, no, we were fine. Okay, not fine, but we understood him going to a team that operates kind of similarly to ours. We didn't like the way it was done. And that wasn't fair because he was such a 
such a loyal player that loved this city through and through in ways that most players, including Kyle Lowry, they're like, you're going to Toronto. Oh, shit. And they don't want to come here, right? But then they, they grow to love the place. DeMar DeRozan never gave us that problem. And to, to have him kind of just lied to like that was kind of unfair. To me, getting Kawhi Leonard was like, oh, my God, even if it's for a year, we could get that championship run. That could create some possibilities for this team. Other people might want to actually come here for once. This could shake things up. Instead of becoming the Barneys and the, the Chokers in the playoffs, this could add some legitimacy. But, you know, it was such Wait, a whirlwind. Right, right there. I, I just realized, because, again, you guys are the first Raptors fans I've actually met in real life. Yes. Um, <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> I was one of the main people being like, oh, my God, those choking Barneys. I never actually thought that there were human beings who were absorbing those barbs there. Um, <laughs> for you guys to make it to where you are now is a pretty big deal. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, for sure. I mean, just the, like I'm – like what Dre is saying, like when that trade happened, uh, for me, DeMar DeMarzo wasn't my favorite player uh, at the time. The, the thing is, I, as much as we didn't like it as fans, as a basketball move, it was kind of necessary because for Ujiri to, one, fire the head coach that was going to be the head coach of the year and then trading away your most beloved Raptor, your player, that takes some balls and that takes some basketball knowledge. And yes, it was a risk, but you know, it was a calculated risk. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, not many people in Toronto, at least watch so much Western conference games just because of the time difference. And now seeing what Kawhi has become, uh, it, I, I would argue better than his MVP stint or I guess playoff MVP stint uh, with the Spurs. It, you can't say anymore at all that this wasn't worth it. So at first it was definitely a shock to the system because DeMar is so loved here. He, he wanted to be here. Unlike Vince Carter, Chris Bosch, Damon Stodmer, uh, Alonzo mourning for the love of God. And, and he like, but Kawhi Leonard is, hasn't said anything bad about Toronto either. So the fact that we're here now in the finals no, I don't think there is one person, maybe like 99.1, that 1% still is bitter about that DeMar trade. But I'm glad you brought up Alonzo Mourning because regardless of what Kawhi does, and I hope he stays, and I think there's a good chance that he will, but regardless of what he does, at least he gave a damn. And like, yes. Alonzo Mourning, like, <laughs> yes. at all, does he know? Can he tell? Like, does he show emotion? <laughs> Well, yeah, he's I, a I fun mean, guy, don't you know? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he has shirts that says "just fun guy," nothing else. <laughs> but, but even today, after his his press conference, he was just saying, like, now we can see it. Uh, now he can see it in real life the the affection that Toronto has for his for the sports team. You have like uh, girls and boys, young and old, and all different colors, all different lives and aspects, all wearing Toronto Raptors gear. Someone from the West Coast isn't going to notice that. We can say all we want about, hey, Toronto's going to love you, but if you don't see it firsthand, no one's going to believe you. So now Kawhi sees it. He couldn't. I don't know if you guys saw it in social media but the whole team couldn't get out of the arena because all the toronto fans were just in and around toronto and going ham because we made it to the finals we didn't win a championship we went to the finals and can you imagine can you imagine if we hoisted that larry o'brien trophy it would be a riot i remember i was uh at vegas summer league and i was talking to a guy that was I think he was he was doing analytics for the Raptors or he, he worked for the Raptors. He was like in their in their front office in some capacity. And I, I remember just being like, oh, well, it must be really interesting. And again, like I've been to Toronto, like I've, it's not like I don't know how big of a city it is. But just in my mind, it's easy to to think like, oh, well, it's a small market team, you know, like Milwaukee or like Oklahoma City or something, you know, mm, it's not. And it's, it's, not not, like it's, it's what, the fourth largest city in the NBA or the fifth largest. Yep. It's like some I mean, it's in the in the in the context of large NBA cities. And, and that's even before you factor in like Canada right. <laughs> being like that's Canada's team. But I mean, it I mean, what's the what's the population of Toronto? It's something huge. 
it's like I, I don't know. I'm really bad with charity, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna, <laughs> a whole gonna, bunch of million. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna. Uh, that, that's my weak point. I'm not gonna reveal. Yeah, that. I don't. But yeah, no, Bram. I'm glad you said that. Million. You're playing from Canada. Right. I'll play it. <laughs> <laughs> we have more land than people. Let's uh, put it that, that way. Is but very true. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, with uh, like how America, how, how you, all you guys got states. Every single state has their own. Uh, team and in some states have like multiple teams like texas has three teams but california Toronto, yeah wait, guys wait you know i can ask i don't want to get in there but you know being on the going through the mind podcast i do have to update you there's no more teams in the united states we've destroyed them all it's just, yeah. it's that, us. that's true and now now i'm wondering because golden state has been to the playoffs or to the finals for five times straight does is anyone rooting for them anymore besides California? No that's that's what I'm wondering. No. <laughs> so uh, not only no, do you have no. Canada, but you have most of America also cheering for for Toronto. So like it's. But why would you do that though? And not not <laughs> Toronto, of course, because you, you gotta do that. I just uh, want the rest of America because do you, do you understand that this team is like fueled by that like. Seriously, Draymond Green wakes up and scrolls through the headlines. Kevin Durant is on social media right now, probably yelling at a 14-year-old dude. Kevin Detroit. Durant's actually on this <laughs> podcast right now. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's actually Dr. Tom, to be honest. You caught me. It was Skip Bayless. I'm leaving. <laughs> so these guys really feed off of that. I mean, uh, our highest draft pick was what, Harrison Barnes? Yeah. No, well, yeah. is that right? I, was it? I mean, if you think about it, our, our players have well, generally been overlooked, passed over, yeah. and kind of thrown to the, the scrap heap, yeah. and they, they kind of come together and become the super dynasty. They're still fueled by destroying people's dreams. So when they look up and I mean, again, other than Durant, like, I mean, you can't. Yes, that's true. Like Curry was looked over, Jamal was looked over, Clay was looked over. Absolutely. You know, like, how do you... like I mean, you can't really say that on a, about a team that also still employs KD. Well, but then you know, KD when he was coming out, it we the, he was passed over for Greg Oden. Wait, was, hold on a second. Okay, wait, 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 wait. sure. He Brand, was the number Brand. two pick. Do you KD feels respected? He was passed over once. He was. He was always oh, too skinny. What was his bench press? I think there's... <laughs> he was the number two pick. <laughs> there, but there were still those <laughs> questions. There were still those Brand. questions when it came out. KD when he is came the out. least loved player on this team. People hate on him with a passion. Like that's got to burn him. Yeah, but he asked I mean, for it though. That's on a team that used to have JaVale McGee as well. So I mean, <laughs> and, and they love we love JaVale McGee. Oh, I love him too. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's he's entertaining. That's for sure. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, now uh, for my Golden State Minders question. Uh, we, we named the top three th- threats from the Warriors. Give me your top three offensive threats that you're looking out for from Toronto. Um, I, I guess I'll go first. Like, obviously, Kawhi, um, I mean, that goes without saying. He's, you know, the first, second, and third option on that team. Um, I mean, Siakam is number two. Um, and uh, after that, it's the, you know, the field. <laughs> um, the field. The okay, field. The field. The Toronto. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, um, unlike the Warriors, it's so you clearly have Kawhi at the number one. Nobody's going to kind of debate that. My number two, uh, I, the player who I've been sort of enthralled with throughout these playoffs, especially in that Milwaukee series, was of. Uh, Fred Van Fleet, and I think he's somebody who I look at as somebody uh, who could, if he stays hot like he's been shooting, somebody who can, you know, coming off the bench can give them uh, a boost, can maybe take advantage of the Warriors when they go up against the second unit, especially if they're without Durant and, and Cousins too, so they're a little thin. But he's someone, uh, you know, it, it's a smaller role, but he's somebody who I'm kind of a little bit, uh, you know, I, I, I've kind of been appreciating as this, these playoffs have gone on. And then 
damn it, do I have to say Lowry? I don't want to say Lowry. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm, I'm glad someone all-star. did, though. All-star. You technically already did. I, oh, yeah, not... we, did, we did say his... Did, did, did we mention his name at some point? <laughs> I have a question, and, and, and I'm sure this is something you guys have had to deal with or whatever for a long time, but, like, how often do you get asked, you know, how happy are you that LeBron left the Eastern Conference? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, we actually don't really get asked that at all. Uh, it's usually kind of just insinuated or just brought up like, ah, he's in the West now. Now he's struggling. Now he's not even in the playoffs. La-di-da. That the East is, is finally doing this and this. But nobody's ever asked, do you guys actually care? Or are you feeling okay about this? Like, it's never really poised. That? It's yeah, no, I'm doing. curious. Like, how, how do you feel about the fact that LeBron is in the West? I mean, like, is it... Not like, do you feel like it was a, a cakewalk? Because obviously, like, Giannis ascended to the potential MVP yeah. and, and et cetera, et cetera. You guys mm-hmm. have had this amazing run through the East. But, like, w- like, how do you actually feel both in the sense of, like, having gotten, you know, pushed out of the playoffs by LeBron in the last couple of years, plus then now, like, being able to reach the finals, not having to go through him? Do you, would it have been, would it have meant more to go That's, through him? So, I guess? Yeah, it's a great question because uh, I do feel good because I know with LeBron James comes a whole massive package deal where he kind of assimilates the teams himself. There's that toxicity. If you're not doing well, it's kind of like having a second coach or second GM, la-di-da. It's all of that. And, uh, you know, we don't have to really deal with any of that. But at the same time, getting through the Bucks felt good because they were first seed. That's mm-hmm. true. And, mm-hmm. and of, of, they were the best team in the NBA. Obviously. Absolutely. And that goes without saying. And if yeah. Bolden Holzer doesn't get – uh, coach of the year. If if Yanni doesn't get uh, MVP and Defensive Player of the Year, I think the NBA is full of crap. Absolutely has to uh, go to them. But can you be MVP if you don't have a jump shot? <laughs> oh wow, he's gonna oh, be the MVP. I mean, I only say that because <laughs> like there's no way that Harden. Yeah, should if, be if James Harden could get MVP without defense, it's literally what's <laughs> what is basketball? Yeah, yeah. It's offense. What's and more defense. important, defense or attack? Exactly. I argue it's it's literally two components with some components. So does, does, you get it? Does Harden have offense? I think he just has free throws. Oh, there's a defensive strat. So there you go. Maybe he's all defense and we just didn't realize it. Um, Yeah. And a whole bunch of non-call travels. As good as the Bucks series felt uh, in short, it it would have also felt very good if we did finally once and for all squash the Cavs. But at the end of the day, they squashed themselves. So Jason, what do you think? No. Yeah, I I totally agree. But at, at the same time, it's, it's nice to see we don't have to have that storyline with LeBron and everything, but it, it, it's been overshadowed by the fact that the East gotten so much better. The fact that Toronto is this is good. Uh, Boston is still really good. Uh, Milwaukee was number one in the East, and then uh, Philadelphia 76ers were like the the I guess the celebrity of the NBA. They were just so pretty to look at, and they were uh, all that all that talent. So. Be, the fact that we we Ooh, had that came to, from a real place. Y'all heard that? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that we had to get through someone like Philly and Milwaukee, that already um, that challenge was already so satisfying because we we were totally not supposed to win any of those uh, those matchups. We we were not favored. Like well, I guess in Vegas we were favored, but like after going to uh, down two one versus Philly, we were already called out. After going zero and two versus Milwaukee, we were definitely going to be called for a sweep. And the fact that we came back from both of those, yeah, being LeBron would have been great. But now the fact that um Kawhi redeemed us with that Philadelphia shot, Kawhi also pushed us over the hump to go to the finals. That already is that redemption with a re- without LeBron. So with not including hockey, was that Kawhi shot the most important Canadian sports moment? Of all uh, time? Okay, so I had this conversation with a buddy of mine, and I would say number one would be uh, Joe Carter's touch them yeah. all. Mm. Uh, number number two would be bat flip by Jose Bautista. More and than then, this, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for yeah, for sure. More than this, but they yeah, go further. No, but no, Jay, but think man. about it. Think about this because the the. When you have 50,000 people in a dome going, like, if we lost, if the Blue Jays lost that game, I I guarantee you somebody would have been like, 
half of that arena would have been arrested. Like it would, there would have been a riot. So that bat flip, there was so much more going on during that game. And yeah, I would say that's over the Kawhi, but the n- number three in Toronto. Sh- I mean, come on. That shot was just, I mean, that shot was that, a shot. That, that's like an all timer already, regardless of whatever happens in the rest Joel. of the playoffs. All, all time basketball shot. I'd much rather go with the court squat than the bat flip. I'm sorry, man. Like, all right, I'll give you, I'll give you that. <laughs> I'll give you the Kawhi shot squat for sure. But I would say, I would say bat bat flip for me for me at least. Yeah, bat flip pop up to the Argonauts, man. <laughs> oh yeah, we what? have the CFL. I forgot. Uh- <laughs> we, we don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the CFL has its demographic. Unfortunately, uh, it ain't us. Uh, you yeah. you pick the two Torontonians, yeah. and it doesn't affect. But there are people that watch that stuff. It's just not us. How how deeply? I mean, I know that we always talk about like, oh, this is Canada's team, but like, how deeply do you think people in Vancouver are like following this Toronto? It's funny team? you pick Vancouver because I'd argue if there was a place that did Uh-oh. care about that team, it would be. Well, that's that's why I said yeah, Vancouver, because, yeah, because I know they had a they had a team, and it's you know they're basketball heavy in a certain exactly, way, but... and it got stripped away from them, and it went to Memphis, so they had to yeah. go with. You know, well, the, if it's their rivals at the time, but like at least it's a Canadian team, we'll go with the Raptors. So um, I don't know. I'm sure a lot of uh, Vancouver fans still uh, held on to uh, the Grizzlies despite going to Memphis, which uh, is interesting because uh, we got their Marcus all. So technically, I guess that was um, the, the thing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. So do you think they should strip Oklahoma City and give the team to Seattle or Vancouver? Ooh, I mean that that that's that's rough because the Seattle SuperSonics was a dope ass team. It was, yeah. So I mean, I'll be Canadian through and through, but I mean that I would give it to Seattle before Vancouver. Can I just say, whoever takes them, can they get a lease, like a less gaudy sponsor on their jerseys? I mean, that's got to be the ugliest one. The, whatever that restaurant is on the top right, it's just like terrible <laughs> with the orange and everything. We don't watch much Oklahoma City oh, that's uh, fair. basketball anymore. I, I believe they returned to Ash after Kevin Durant left, but I haven't checked. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the, the great thing about, um, you know, both of us starting from the bottom and now we're here. Uh, I think it's pretty cool that uh, that you guys struggled for so long and uh, we're counting out so many times, even in this very playoffs, to get here. I mean, your, your swagger has to be on a thousand. Um I know everybody who follows the team closely always has that one guy that, that, you know, may not be, you know, on the radar nationally, but every time you see him on the court, you're pulling for him. Uh, For me personally, that guy is Kevon Looney um, Mm -hmm. because I remember when he was drafted and I was like, Oh, this guy's terrible. Like, Oh no, like his hips don't work. And it was really tough. Um, And to see him mature and take advantage of opportunities for where now it's like, yo, this guy might get a max contract next year. It's pretty huge for me. So um, for you, uh, Jason, Who's that guy on the, on the Raptors for you? Uh, it has to definitely be Freddie Van Vliet. Uh, the fact that he was uh, arguably unplayable for the first couple of series, and then you know the whole storyline with him being becoming a father right after, it's and now he has I, I believe he's fourteen of sixteen the last three or last sixteen three pointers that he made. So it, it's it's pretty crazy and remarkable where his. Uh, where he's been where uh, coming to these finals because his whole mantra is bet on yourself and for the first couple of th- the first first couple of series it was we couldn't bet on him we, we, it, I, it's almost <laughs> like we would we would want jeremy lynn to be for him to pl- take up those minutes so it was incredible so now that he's in it to win it and and now you say that you know he's one of those x factors that uh you're kind of scared for him to get going that's that's who i'm rooting for Fred Manfleet Sr. Okay. Uh, Dr. Tom and Bram, uh, who do you guys really, really love on the low, secretly? Warriors. Hmm. On, the, on the Warriors? Yeah. I mean, I love the fact that... <laughs> I'm so, Let me hear Dr. Tom say this first, because I, I have... Some <laughs> Kevin Durant. <laughs> Kevin Durant. <laughs> um, huh. That's, an, that's a... That's a... Yeah. Um... I don't want to just say Kavon Looney because I'm sort of of the same mind you are uh, with his play and watching him become. You're not going to say Jordan Bell? He still needs to show me. I, I need a little more. I need a little more from him. Um, I think I'll. Was- 
It's that messed up against Portland, wasn't it? That messed up against Portland. Yeah, you, hey, hey, yeah, you gotta you gotta finish that. I never forgave Steph for blowing that dunk. Uh, <laughs> wait, no, yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe it's uh, um, how about Alfonso McKinney? It's been sort of neat watching the him. former Raptor. Yes, oh, sir. Man. Well, former former nine oh fiver. He wasn't okay. too much of a Raptor. But seeing him become somebody who was important in the regular season and has been able to get minutes in the playoffs uh, sort of scattered, but still that's, you know, that's, that's pretty, um, pretty special. And I know this has come up a few times with uh, different players with a certain, uh, with a certain warrior turned Raptor who uh, I don't want to bring up because those wounds are still <laughs> open, but where those it was not open. This one's a win <laughs> but um, what? I mean, in, in, unless you talk to Nate, Nate's wounds are still fresh for Nate. Yeah, our boss Nate uh, was on the McCall bandwagon heavy. Oh, I also sure. went on national, not national TV, but like national espionation box, whatever, and was asked to pick who I thought the most improved player was going to be for that season for last season and i picked up. So, wow. i was a i was wrong and b i also feel spurned to a certain extent wait and, quick question if if patrick mccall does patrick McCall get a ring regardless no no because he no. wasn't on the team this year. Hell, <laughs> he no. still hasn't picked up his 2018 no. one but uh he yeah no because he wasn't a part of the team this year uh, okay 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 yeah can you imagine from our pers- perspective right like we we've had so many players who were like good and then left like you know gilbert arenas chris weber you know real killers just True. like came here for a couple of seasons were like thanks for the memories i'm out and then we get like you know the splash bros and they stay in draymond then we get iguodala and kd so like we're finally a real unit a real team and then here comes this baby who doesn't know anything about basketball and he's born into a dynasty. And we're like, here, buddy, you know, here, breastfeed on these alley oops. You know what I mean? Like, make it so easy for him. And then he has the audacity to get upset because Swaggy P came in. Look, buddy, if you can't get minutes from an out of shape Swaggy P, you don't deserve to play. I'm sorry. But uh, I wanted to finish the thought what I was saying with McCon. It's kind of like that with uh, McKinney, too, though, obviously, different way of getting there. But for a long time, you know, what the Warriors had was just these players who would kind of maybe come out of nowhere and become these at least good players. I mean, um, one who I stand like Kalena Azubuki, who's now does like all the TV stuff. He was a D league guy that Nelson turned into like a decent player. And that was always this, like, you could, that, that was something to get excited about. So I do think those kinds of players are almost throwbacks to that past that we've mercifully and blessedly left behind but i think there's still that that you get those feelings with those players and i i get that with somebody uh, like mckinney i feel like the rappers have a couple of those kind of guys because if you look at og and newbie and pascal it's like man like the potential on those guys like if they really you know get their fundamentals right and some confidence together they're like many dream well that's it's, that's why we're crazy. we're so in love with Masai because we got Kawhi Leonard without having to give up either or OG and or Pascal like it's we got rid of of Pirtle which no disrespect uh like I'm sorry that's like getting away with murder almost pretty much (laughs) so I mean how I think so with the Warriors and again like you know we we kind of went through a similar thing as to what you guys are going although I mean the Toronto has been relevant at least for the last you know 10 years but with the Warriors they were just so bad and then with the regime change um you know, with a new ownership group and then they brought in Bob Myers and yada, yada. Uh, and then all of a sudden they were good. Like how blessed do you feel to have Masai in your corner and like on the open market in the same way that LeBron should command, you know, $70 million a year. Like how much do you think Masai would command on an open market um, as a GM? I mean, I, I think he's probably like top two. I think, I think actually these two teams, it's a really interesting sort of like, view into team building, but I think that Bob Myers and Messiah are probably the top two uh, respected GMs in the league, right? I mean, am Manny I Ainge would like to have a word with you, but please go ahead. Who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dre, you want to take that one? Uh, Masai, for the last couple of years, it was almost like a trust the process thing. Like it, it superseded him just being a GM. It was almost like this figurehead, like this godly image where it's like Masai 
Messiah. I mean, he has a we great forgot name. His last name it's really easy. He does. Yeah. He does. But it's like we almost like forgot his last name was Ujiri, but it's like Masai. Yeah. Masai will 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 get it done. Don't worry. Everything's gonna be okay under Masai. Then the trade happened, and, it's, and a lot of people freaked out. They're like, what? DeMar DeRosa, this and this. But, like, you look at what happened now, and it's like, wow, this is incredible. So it's like, Masai Ujiri at this point, regardless of what happens in the finals with Kawhi, which I hope, obviously, as a Raptors fan, all goes well on those fronts. At this <laughs> I'm point, sorry, can I just stop you for so- a second? So you think yes. you want to win the this, this series is, I hope, as a Raptors fan, all go well on those fronts. Like you can say, I hope we win. Like we're not going to get mad. I mean, you really don't. You're not going to rub it the wrong way by saying like. Put to the Golden State of Mind pod, and I appreciate it. Again, we've, we've dealt with some real ruffians recently. Thank you, sir. Well, yeah, because like I, I don't know if I if I brought this up at all, but like uh, since the the Davis days in the in the mid two thousands, I've been a Golden State Warriors fan. So it's not like I'm joining a podcast where you are the enemy. It's only just for these four games that that you are. I do I do respect. And really admire the Warriors. Like I've got Curry shoes, I've got the hat. Um, what? Okay. So gonna, wait, you, wait, four yeah. games? Is he calling it a sweep? <laughs> <laughs> up to four, man. The four wins. I mean, yeah, the up to four. Like the four wins that uh, we're gonna okay. get. Uh, uh, it's not gonna be uh, four. I see. Oh, I see what's happening here. I gotta back up. I gotta back up my co-host, man. Yeah, I just want to point out that it's so much more fun talking to you guys than talking to Houston fans because. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, I mean, well, what are they like? Daniel, I remember last last uh, episode you were saying how Darren Moore was, does not agree with uh, with us saying that they are not or Toronto is probably better than Houston. But now, like you can see the dumpster fire they're at now. They want to fire or not? They want to trade everybody besides well, James Harden. I think Daryl Morey is going to do an internal audit and yeah. see that his yeah. is right. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. And, um, Wait, these trash ass players are costing me all these potential points. I got to get rid of them. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the pretty part about what Daryl Morey is doing compared to what the Raptors are doing. Like, you guys have a pretty flexible team. I mean, even though we know Kawhi is that sledgehammer coming at you, he's so talented that it's a great move. And you guys have, like, guards who can dribble the basketball and, like, big men who can shoot. And the Rockets were like, you know what? We're not going to take any mid-range jump shots, free throws, three-pointers. The computer says it's great. And so as a Warriors fan, to hear the whole NBA like, ooh, the Rockets are coming for you was so disrespectful. <laughs> now that we we beat them and people are like, oh, my God, they're for real. It's like, wait, that's why we're for real? Can we beat those frauds? So playing the Rockets, like, playing the Rockets to be- solidify how good we are. Because if we can beat you guys, like a real solid team that crushed the East. Yeah. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg. This is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. That's more important to us than being used I, I just wanted to I want to jump back real quick because I didn't have enough chance to like watch I mean I watched all those games but I it took me by surprise I guess in that Toronto won those four games in a row um like how good were That's the good, don't worry. and how I mean how were you thinking that they were gonna sweep out after that after going down 0-2 I mean I just want to go back to the the Eastern Conference Finals for a second like wh- wh- how were you guys feeling being down 0-2, and, and what was your sort of like emotional response to how they finished that series? I don't think I, we were going to get swept at all. I Because yeah. because of the fact that we played so Confidence. well in the first game, and we, that was the game that we let go of, but the, there was something there that we could unlock. Yeah, game two was was kind of crap, but we we could still, as long as we you know got one in uh, Milwaukee, we could get home court advantage back. And it it was once we got that one win and it was a double overtime it was kind of crazy but it was momentum and once momentum that was game three three. yeah so it's just like a momentum swing and after game four we we won that one and then when we when that win over milwaukee uh in game in game five was one of the biggest wins in our franchise history so i I, after that above the bat flip in terms of canadian sports moments no 
No, I don't. <laughs> the bath flip is better than that. Let's be honest. Yeah. But no, I, I I don't think that we were very. I don't honestly. I wasn't worried. I, I going down two zero. I I still feel like because we came out so on so fire. So after you guys one, go down two zero in 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 Toronto, are you gonna worry? Oh, <laughs> I, against you guys? Oh, yeah. That is a good. Well, the thing is. What I like about this Raptor squad is they're very pugnacious. They um, they can deal with deficits a little well, um, which is weird because we definitely held the label of choker a little bit too well the last couple of years. So this is mm-hmm. um, a Raptor team that takes it but can also dish it back, which is what we always wanted, which I guess answers your previous question as well. Um, Masai Ujiri is brilliant because – the Raptors were always good, but they were missing that cognitive piece. And what it was was the superstar in Kawhi Leonard. And that fixed everything because it plays with our system so well. It uh, it allowed us to to utilize our 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 style of play, which not a lot of teams kind of utilize in this league anymore, where it's a defense, grid, and grind kind of first. And it works to our advantage in situations like this. Now, having said that, to answer your question now – I wouldn't be too concerned, but obviously we want the team to do well. We want them to at least not just win one or two games. We're here now. Let's get the four. Let's let's do this. But if it's a similar situation, it's a little bit more daunting because it's it's Golden State. The difference between Golden State, outside of the fact that you've won a number of championships and stuff, you have to start winning – the championship somehow, if you're a team like this, like a dynasty team, the three peat, the multiple wins, you know, if you're the Lakers of the early two thousands, if you're the Warriors now, if you're the Bulls, you don't, you're not just perfect off the bat. You have to get that first win and then you get the subsequent wins. And what you had was a great veteran presence in somebody like Igadala. Once that hump was reached and you got there, the championships afterwards, uh, sans Dur- Durant, with Durant, whatever, just kind of made sense because the team just worked and they figured it out and they knew how to do it again and again and again and they reinvented the system. The Bucks are a good team, but they, they do have some work to do. I feel like they put too much stock in the season, whereas the Warriors, as you guys know more than anything, took the third seed. That's fine. We can we can kind of take some games, whatever, but we, we, we show it where it counts and that's in the playoffs. So that that's why it's a little bit more scary because you guys actually know how to control the, the finals, what it's like, the end of the road, with um... yeah, and, and in that series, you know, you're uh, against Milwaukee. You know, yeah, you're going down two zero, but both of those games were in Milwaukee. You're going back to your home court where it's like, okay, we just have to, to hold serve, and like you were saying, we just have to win one eventually in Milwaukee. Now, it, you know the. The series obviously starts in Toronto uh, because the Raptors had a better regular season record than the Warriors. Uh, and so if you drop both of those home games and now it's like, okay, now we have to go on the road for the next two, that becomes well, that becomes a little daunting, I would imagine. Absolutely. Absolutely. And both, both teams have proven that they are comeback kings and knockout artists, so... It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. I don't I don't understand why everyone thinks the Warriors should be so heavily favored. I mean, I think they should be favored, but I think the Raptors are going to be tougher than uh, some people might be giving them credit for. Um, oh, now, for sure. close it out because I know that someone is, has to go handle some business. Um, and that person would be Dr. Tom because the Hennessy Laboratory is running low. <laughs> refill it. Um, I so need that Henny. <laughs> I just want to real quick bounce around. And uh, starting with Jason. All right. Um, game one. I want your game one prediction and uh, the reason that your prediction is going to happen. All right. Um, I'm going to say that Golden State's going to take the first game. Um, <gasps> what? Be- because, because w- as much as we um, want the game, you know, we, we definitely want to have the first game. Um, Nick Nurse has a tendency of feeling out uh, their opponent. And uh, it, I, f- I feel like we do better at adjusting and probably taking the first punch uh, and then kind of 
let allowing the our opponent to get comfortable so we can throw our haymaker. Uh, I I feel like if we can go serious predictions, I feel like it's going to be Raptors in seven. But I don't think that we're going to win the first game. Whoa, that was a brutally honest and beautifully done take. Um, I almost wonder if you're buttering us up for the kill. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what Nick Nurse has been doing. So yeah, maybe. <laughs> I love that. You know, if if Steve Kerr lost a game one, no one would say, hey, he's just bugging the other team up. They'd be saying, fire him. <laughs> um, they say that if he wins a game one. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, uh, Dr. Tom, game one prediction, please. And why? Uh, game one, I, I'm i leaning towards, uh, I think the, they'll split the first two games in Toronto, and I could see the Warriors sort of coming out in game one and being, again, that whether it's that they like the challenge, that it's, uh, you know, that they're still going to be sort of shorthanded because they're not going to have Durant back. Um, that they're going to come in and they're going to have that focus and that coupled with, yeah, maybe that the Rockets are or, or Rockets. I, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry to everyone in Toronto to, to mention that. That, that fraudulent <laughs> franchise of floppers, uh, to mention them in your presence, my apologies. Uh, the Raptors, uh, that they have that tendency to sort of eh, give up the first game in this name of sort of feeling these things out. Uh, th- those two things, uh, I think, will combine to the Warriors uh, getting that game one win. But I do think that the Raptors will then respond in kind and put up a game two win and, and – um, and it'll head yep. out to Oracle, uh, split 1-1. One, one. And then if I, – I guess are we just uh, doing, you know, a series predictions too? Sure. Um, yeah. uh, and I know some of this will be coming out uh, for uh, on our end and on in a roundtable that should be published or will be published. But I'd say I think Warriors and Six, uh, I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be tough. I think, you know, I think Kawhi Leonard's going to – be great i think he's gonna be like lebron in those finals great in terms of his individual play but it's more a matter of okay these players who played so well in that milwaukee series and were a big part of them you know uh supporting leonard i just don't know if they're gonna be able to do that against a warriors team that has been there and that i sort of like the pieces a little bit more so i think it's warriors and six but like i said i'm kind of i'm really expecting it's but Kawhi leonard is going to impress and it's going to be a he's going to make it as tough as it's been on them in the finals in quite a while Ram what you got Um, me now I don't know I mean I again I I know we spent a lot of time talking about how you know the Eastern Conference is back and the Eastern Conference is is strong and this and that but I mean is it is it really (laughs) well for Um, the East (laughs) In the history of the East, it's it's doing a little better. <laughs> I my prediction is that in the next five years, I hope that we have one through sixteen seated playoff seedings. Um, but my further prediction is that I think I don't know. I I I think that I think I don't. So my I have a couple of different predictions. I I don't think KD is going to play. I think that Durant has played his last game as a Warrior. Ooh, although gasp. I could be totally wrong. I agree. Uh, I yeah, totally I know. Agree. You said the same um, thing yesterday, huh? No, I didn't say yeah. that. No. <laughs> what are you talking about? I said you can't. I said that you can't look at the bench hoping he comes in and saves you. That's okay. Yeah. I never said he's no, done. No, that's true. Yeah. No. I think that I think that Durant maybe has played his last game as a Warrior, even though he's traveling with the team to Toronto. Um, I think that the Warriors are deeper than people think, and I think that their depth is underrated at this point because people are saying like, "Oh, the Warriors can't." It's just that Kerr hasn't been playing these deep lineups because they had to contract the lineups um, going against Houston and the way that Houston was playing. But then you look at the way that they were playing against the Blazers, and you know you look at Quinn Cook and all these guys are playing. Um, I think that the Warriors are a lot deeper than you think they are and that in, to a certain extent they might even be deeper than Toronto. Um, and so I think that like the depth of the Warriors bench without KD is actually going to come into play in this and that I wouldn't be surprised if it's like Warriors in five Ooh. or something. Ooh, Warriors in five. Okay. okay. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take hey, it. Hey. I, think they win, I, I think they win the first two games in Toronto. I think that the uh, the Raptors come back and steal a game in Oakland and I think that the Warriors close it out in five. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, I, hang on. I want to add one thing to my prediction that Katie comes back and wins Finals MVP. 
Oh, oh, get out of here, boy. I would, so, all right. Here's my other further prediction, game. just to just to rile up Dr. Tom, is I would hate for that to happen. <laughs> that would I know. Suck. I I think my prediction is that Curry finally wins his long deserved finals. Oh, that's gonna, gonna be boogie. It's gonna be boogie. <laughs> and that's the thing we haven't even talked about is that like the person who's actually coming back and will actually play in these finals is demarcus cousins you know and so like i mean we talk about the depth of the warriors but like like boogie is coming back and he's actually going to play and and you know bogut is going to play and and i think that like the gasol like gasol is not as good as bogut you know and which is the second best center on the warriors and so then you look at that and you look at like um how the Warriors match up against everybody. And I, I just think that like, I just think that the, you know, again, I, I don't want to be an asshole, but like the, you know, the Raptors are really good and they, they came off really well against, um, against the Bucks, but the Bucks are a very inexperienced team. Like the, the Rockets, for example, would have swept the Bucks. I think, you know, well, I mean, if you're talking about an experience, Boogie hasn't been there either. And if DeMarcus, Cousins- yeah, but he doesn't have to be the focal point. I mean, yeah, like he doesn't have experience, but they don't have to rely on his experience. Oh yeah, this is true. But I, I would say that I'd argue that DeMarcus Cousins is better offensively against Gasol, but Gasol is definitely better, uh, defensively to guard someone like boogie if boogie is in there i think it would work into raptors favor so we could play gasol more the the fact that boogie is probably not going to play more than 25 minutes i'm afraid to put serge Ibaka out there um more more often than gasol so i don't know i i feel like with demarcus being quote-unquote healthier to play i think it could work in our favor yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure how much they're going to play him. I also saw a, a hilarious stat, which is something that, like, just warmed my heart as an OKC truther, in that, like, who would have thought that Ibaka would have been the first person to make the finals um, ahead yeah. of Dan Harden? Yeah. That's real. That's real. That's so real. Like, I'm, I'm all in for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think Dre's coming in. Dre, are, are you with us? Hey Dre, I think you might have to start that one over. You you cut off a bit, and there he goes. He goes. All right. Well, I will jump in with yeah. mine. Uh, wow, this is uh, some great uh, intellectual analysis of the game and matchup here. Um, I think you all made some great points. Um, I'm probably going to go with uh, the Warriors winning in overtime in Game One in a thriller. I think they're going to steal it. Um, I think that uh, we're going to see them down early as the Raptors get supercharged behind that crowd. I believe we're going to have Drake, you know, shimmying. And then um, I think the Warriors... We haven't even talked about that yet. Like, what? how big of a fraud is Drake? Whoa, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Actually, I've got a a bigger question. I've got a bigger question. Can Drake and his, his tomfoolery... Combat Draymond Green and DeMarcus Cousins tomfoolery and go. Drake is going to do more to negatively affect his team than Draymond and DeMarcus Cousins do to negatively affect theirs. (laughs) That's actually true. The bigger question is like, who leads SportsCenter more often, Draymond Green or Drake? (laughs) And how big of a joke is our culture for the fact that we give a shit about any of this? I mean, Drake is very entertaining. You know, it's like having Eddie Murphy on the sideline, you know? But let, let me tell you, let Minus. me tell you, as a Torontonian, I, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can speak for Jason myself, but like none of no. us. Nope. And there you go. Drake goes. killed his microphone. Uh, Drake just killed his mic. Oh no! <laughs> He's gonna come back as not Drake. What? <laughs> I'm sorry, Drake. Uh, but I was saying, my prediction uh, for Game One will be overtime win for the Warriors. I think it'll be a close one. Um, I've got the Warriors in six, so I do expect them to lose game two. I mean, basically, I have this whole narrative in my head that the only way to send out Oracle Arena, arguably the greatest arena in the game today, is with a game six uh, victory, sending it off in the last possible game there. Um, I just think it's very apropos and would give uh, <laughs> the city of Oakland something to remember for a long time. So that's my pick. Yeah, that. but, dude, I mean, I know that we're or- like we're we're Warriors fans and we're Oracle stands and whatever, but, like, Oracle is not. Like Oracle is not what it was before, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. The rich people came in. I would love destroyed. to send it out, but like the Bay Area is fucked, and like like those people have ruined Oracle. 
Well, yeah. I guess that's why you guys are moving out, right? But also, guys... no. But it's it's going from a, a bad situation to a worse situation. Oh, it's is not it like really? Better. You no. know what I mean? That's okay. We used to play in the Sky Dome, man. So I don't think it would be any worse than that. No, no, no. Our new arena is going to be state of the art. It's the fact that the the clientele there may be a little different than the uh, 07 We Believe crowd. Yeah, I mean that's, that's what happens. Really the whole other conversation, but like, yes, okay, great. That would be it. Would be great to close it out in that in that sense. But like, will people cheer? Like, will they actually know what's going yes. on? I don't think so. Are you are, are, are you kidding me? Good lord! <laughs> will they cheer? Will I don't. I just cheer? don't know if they'll be aware of what's happening because yeah, they, like, looking at their fucking phones will, and like sending updates on like Snapchat or something. That's that, that, that's everywhere. That's that's life. That's wait, 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 hold on, hold on, guys. Okay, wrap, wrap this one up, Dre. What's your prediction for game one and your series prediction? Um, I'm going to stick with what I said yesterday, uh, with, with you, Daniel, but I'll, I'll share it here. I think, um, whoever's going to win, uh, between the two, they're going to do it in six. Cause once the stride has been caught, they're just going to go for it. There's no game seven. It's just going to be six. It won't be five either. It's going to be tough, but, um, in my heart, because I'm a Canadian and damn it, I'm too soft. I'm going to go Raptors. I, I think they can do it if they do the right things, if they pull the right punches, but it could easily be the Warriors pick. And in all honesty, um, it's going to be a great finals. That that I do know. It's going to be – no disrespect, but it's going to be more entertaining. I think LeBron James and his, uh, his uh, cast of mystery men for like the 20th year in a row. That's all I feel. Wow. <laughs> I mean, do you, do you think that this – and again, I'm not trying to be insulting, but like um, yeah. is this Raptors team any more enthralling than – like, you know, Kawhi Leonard and his cast of mystery men, other than, you know, like uh, LeBron and his yeah, cast of mystery Kawhi men. I mean, Leonard it's, it's and his cast like of mystery there's men. one player who takes most of the touches and then everybody else like, well, figures it out. I think the difference is, is that we are mostly a family that kind of meld together throughout the years. And uh, when I say LeBron James and his mystery man, it's not just because he's leading the team. It's because he's like, no, I want so-and-so from this team. Like, the motherfuckers are already calling Kawhi Leonard before the finals on his cell phone. It's like, hey, hey, do you want to talk Do you want to talk trades? And it's like, fuck off. Like, it's not even finished yet. Like, wait a second. The guy's not even talking to us about what he wants to do. So, like, that's what I'm talking about. Whereas here, at least it's like, sure, he's obviously the face of the team and he's – See, yeah, let's be honest. He does carry games more often than not, especially in the playoffs. They're often behind his his prowess. But, you know, compared to, like, LeBron James, who's like, nah, nah, hang on, hang on. Is this guy available? Let's get Anthony Davis. Let's get let's get this guy. It's like that kind of that kind of stuff just, like, gets to me. And that's when it was like when he was, like, always in the playoffs, whether he was a Heat or a Cavalier. It was like – uh, here we go again. Dr. Frankenstein with his mutated team. Let's see what they do. Whereas, uh, you know, say what you want about the Warriors, and I'm not just being nice because I'm here, because I know Durant's a hot topic and all of that, and he has been for the last couple of years. At least a good chunk of your great players were homegrown. At least that 2015 championship was like, wow, they actually did it. They dethroned LeBron James. That felt great. He went back to Cleveland and he didn't get it. That felt amazing. Like it was like this whole thing. And it's like two of the best shooters of all time. That's, you know, it's this whole thing with LeBron James, as good as he is, it just always felt disingenuine. I don't know how to explain it more than no, that. No, totally. And, it, and it's funny that his shadow still hangs over these playoffs, even though he did not make the playoffs. If you guys check the record. Um, and it, it's so interesting in terms of like, like we literally spent so much time talking about LeBron and like, you know, fuck LeBron, like who cares? Like he literally did not make the playoffs and the fact that he still hangs over this and that his shadow is so deep. I mean, we're going to be talking about this for years. Um, but to, to pivot actually another question that I had, and I know we're trying to sign off here, but I, like, how does this change your sort of perception of DeMar DeRozan? Like, do you, like after this year, have you sort of realized that he was not very good? <laughs> he, I, 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 I see what's going on here, and I don't like it. 
The final question is a DeMar DeRosa dagger. Please answer the question. Thank Listen, you so much. If DeMar will forever be that one star, maybe not a superstar, but the one star who wanted to stay in Toronto. And that's why we love him. Kawhi yeah. Leonard is the star, a superstar who we don't know if he's going to leave or stay. But at the end of the day, he left his heart, soul, and whatever robotic nature that he has on the court for the Raptors. If it was all about let's let's have this guy for a rental, at least that he he did he left it all in the court and that's all we we cared about uh but demar will never we will never not love demar because of the fact that he wanted to stay here yeah um i never felt like he was going to be the superstar and and all of that but i always loved his enthusiasm i always loved the fact that he always tried and let's be honest the guy Get a little shaky in the playoffs. Yeah, we know that. But there's if there's one thing that I'm extremely grateful for, we got Kawhi because there was that opportunity to. And who was there? Who was a part of this trade who was seen as at least some sort of similar value? Who was that person who helped bring Toronto to a place that this was even considerable? DeMar DeRozan. And it's like... You know, at the end of the day, it's like that one teacher you had in in high school or something where it's like, you know what, or not even, let's go elementary school. It's like grade three where it's like, you know what, you don't really matter too much now because it's like learning what colors make green and all of that. But at the end of the day, you helped a little bit and you got me wow. a little bit closer oh to what I need goodness. to do. So are you and saying, are you that, saying that DeMar DeRozan taught you finger painting, but that now you guys are <laughs> studying the classics? He, no, he he taught us what uh, he taught us what passion for a team is, and, and giving his all despite whatever whatever it was. Because at the end of the day, you cannot compare the two players. But the fact that he honestly tried no matter what the end results were, I'll always appreciate. I love that, that. way. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I just love that. Like the Canadian take on like Demar Derozan is like, well, he honestly tried. <laughs> Well, we are an honorable mention country, right? Yeah. No, I mean, listen, that's great. And I I don't know where I was going with that question, but, you know. He, we, I, 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 <laughs> real, and that's why I brought Bram on the podcast because he, he gets the real answers there. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining us. Um, hopefully, we can meet up again. Uh, we have absolutely at least, at least four games, you know, to go through. Um, so uh, I, I thought about it. If the Warriors got swept, whoo, I would be really upset. <laughs> but anyway, uh, thank you all for listening uh, to this podcast. Uh, for Doctor Tom, for Jason, Bram. And Dre, who just keeps logging out of our podcast over and over again, but he still got on time. We love him very much. It's the ghost Thank of Skip Bayless. <laughs> and uh, we'll see what happens in game one. Thanks.